as one who has been entrusted with the onerous responsibilities of guiding our young republic through these difficult times, I must confess that it is always a source of deep pleasure and encouragement to me to receive assurances of the support of the people and their continuing determination to persevere until complete victory is achieved. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to the Biafra Fire podcast. Uh, I can be contacted on plus 614-690-59521. And with that number, I can also be contacted on WhatsApp. That's plus 614-690-59521. Uh, my email is juxtix at hotmail.com. J-U-X-T-I-X at hotmail.com. Well, if, if you noticed, during the last podcast, during... Um, the food section i was cut out by time uh, due to time constraints i wasn't able to give out the quotes so uh the correct quote is um actually this uh, it's a quote by Rob- robert first uh, for some of you that for those of us that loved literature i was a literature student uh when during the, uh, my sec- at the secondary school level so i read a lot of books by robert first so this quote says that freedom lies in being bold it's a simple straightforward and direct to the point quote it says freedom lies in being bold and that's by robert first look in today's podcast I want to talk a bit about the refugee problem and how the Western world might be complicit. Um, I'm not an economist or nothing, but there exists independent and um, expert uh, reports or views that actually suggest that keeping Africa poor, keeping Africa divided, keeping Africa... Uh, sick and hungry uh, helps a lot of multinational country uh, companies to keep robbing the continent blind and and of course uh, look there's there's always talk there's talk everywhere about refugee the refugee problem the refugee problem there's too much refugees going into going to the west where are all these people gonna stay how are they gonna be housed it's breaking it's causing the social the social fabric to break down it's changing the landscape and all the rest of it but then again no one is actually saying wait a second wait a second do these people really want to be here if they have the option would they rather go home and and that's one thing i think more attention should be paid to the the issue is that a lot of people that go to other countries wouldn't be there if it wasn't for economic the bleak economic prospects back home and the 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 absolute mess that exists in the countries they're coming from so there's actually common ground in death they don't want to be there and those countries don't want them there so how can we as a people how can we as a uh, the human race in general actually approach this refugee issue one clear suggestion i'm going to make which should be obvious is that some african nations are held together by pre-colonial sentiments 
they shouldn't be together. It's the issue with Biafra. It is the issue with Biafra. We have no business being in Nigeria. And if countries, if if, if sections of the pop, of the African African population like the Biafrans and the Anglophone section of Cameroon and in, in some other places are seeking independence and they feel that this is the path to go, that this is a path that they have to go down to to ensure good jobs, roads infrastructural development for their people and why not why not why wouldn't the west support it why wouldn't the west support it uh before i go into the uh the news coming out of biafra land i want to enjoy you uh to make time to listen to radio biafra you can stream it online and you can also listen through the radio biafra app so please do that it's very informative there's always something to learn every single time you tune in so make a date and always um uh, make sure that you tune in at least two or three times a week so you can stay updated with IPOB news and stay updated as to the state of our struggle for independence. So in the news coming out of Africa, Michael Zekeme, he's a senior advocate of Nigeria, is speaking out. According to him, he says that Igbos are under siege and are treated like a conquered people while their elites watch on their elites watch on cowardly. That's pretty much stating the obvious because um, it is clear that we are conquered people. Uh, but the problem is that the issue is that we are not going to stay conquered for very long. Uh, the Nigerian government thinks just because we lost the war, they can marginalize us. They can not put us in any top, not appoint any able person to any top position in the Nigerian federal government and just just generally be insensitive to demands that are peculiar to the Igbo tribe. So we are a conquered people and he is right in that aspect. But then he missed the point. We are rising we are rising and we are rising and we are marching forward and the elites it doesn't matter if they partake of it or not the people have spoken the people are tired and fed up with this nonsense year in year out same story nothing ever changes they are just sick and disgusted with the whole political process and it is showing it is showing in the strong support they've given ipob it is showing in the news that we are making all over the world it is really really showing so um that's one thing to bear in mind. On another another news that IPOB members are swarming swarming the Russia World Cup with um the Russia flag with the sorry uh the Biafran flag and the Biafran flag as we are speaking is flying high in many World Cup matches. And by your boy, was I glad when Nigeria lost the match? Like look, they played against who was it? Croatia, and they looked so out of sorts and so miserable. And that I was, I was telling my girlfriend, why are they? Why is Nigeria even in the World Cup? We have so much problems facing us. We have so much things to fix at home. Go home and fix your problems. The world can do without us. Tell them, look, we are busy building our country. We will join you when we feel that we've. We've gotten to an extent, we've, we've risen to an extent or that our spots has become much more uh, developed or, or much more coordinated and that we actually have something to offer to you. So competing in the World Cup shows how misplaced the priority of the Nigerian state is 
it's a waste of time of course they're never going to win everyone knows they're just there and everyone's talking about how their clothes are nice and the nigerian fashion and their street smarts and all the rest of it so it's it's it, it, it's rubbish and i hope that the sooner they come better from the sooner they get knocked out from that competition the better for all of us and then maybe you wonder maybe you wonder is the general election boycott plan for 2019 still standing is biafra land going to be is it still going to be shut down during those elections and then again you might also wonder is it the right way to go uh, do we stand to gain a lot or do we stand to lose a lot by being obstinate in our determination to not participate in the Nigerian political process. Well, Emeka Powerful, who is the Publicity Secretary of IPOB, the Indigenous People of Biafra, has a response, and I will put it. He says, hear him. The simple answer is yes. This boycott of Anambra governorship elections in November 2017 was a test run. We now have a better understanding of how they react to election boycott threats. What tools they deploy, including falsification of voter figures and how they deploy it through INEC to fool the masses. We shall continue to boycott the election in Biafra land, regardless of the consequences until we get a date for our referendum. So it's all about the referendum. It's all about forcing the Nigerian government into calling a referendum. Or if they do not call it, possibly forming a parallel government to actually, well, it was done in Barcelona, in the Catalan section, the region of Barcelona, they did it. They called a referendum and they separated from um, Spain. But uh, again, the, 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 the police and the military, they reacted with civility. You cannot expect that in the Nigerian case because the army and police are a bunch of dogs and animals, mongrels. So uh, that approach might not work. But by and large, by and large, the purpose... The, the the destination, the focus of this fight is on getting a referendum, compelling the international community to in turn compel the Nigerian state to hold a referendum. This is a joke. The Nigerian, the, it's a zoo, it's a joke. It's not working. We do not want to be together. I don't know who the hell drew this line. This, just, well, I know it's it's the British. Just kind of, it's, 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 it's a mash of disparate people with different value systems and belief that can never get along in nigeria they had over 270 ethnic groups and of course i respect multiculturalism and of course i i value it it's a lot but then again sometimes sometimes people are just better off being separated and that is what i think should be done in the case of nigeria and biafra uh, the news coming out of Africa, the Aquarius migrants are now welcomed in Spain. So more than 600 migrants who were turned away by Italy and Malta are arriving in Valencia. Uh, suicide attack has killed 31 people in Nigeria. The twin blast and rocket fire in Bono State comes as the army chief says the northeast is now safe. What a joke. What a joke. The moment they give a press conference saying that people should return because... The areas that Boko Haram struck are now safe. Boko Haram makes a point. They strike back again. So it's like a cat and mouse game. And like cat and... It's, it's, it's embarrassing. But of course, the Nigerian army is stupid and foolish and unprofessional. And they are never embarrassed. Never embarrassed. 
Nigerian fans at the World Cup in Russia has been told no chicken, no chickens allowed, no chickens allowed. I don't know why they are disgracing themselves in world in the World Cup by taking chickens there. I don't know what they need the chickens for, but that's the zoo for you. And then Islamic fundamentalists are sowing terror in northern Mozambique. So villages, villagers in northern Mozambique have been under siege from alleged Muslim militants who have decapitated 23 civilians and burnt at least 230 houses in the past few weeks. So that's the news coming out of Africa. In the Nigerian, in the Nigerian nonsense focus, let's let's talk a bit. Let's spend more time on the issue of SARS and their brutality, the 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 sheer impunity with which they are stopped money from Nigerians. Now, you would think that an organization like SARS, which by the way stands for Special Anti Robbery Squad, that was founded or created for the explicit reason of combating armed robbery. In Nigeria would actually embrace their mandate and make it a point of duty to combat crime but they have now constituted themselves into the premier body that torments Nigeria so Nigerians have actually ended up creating a monster that they don't know what to make of the SAS operatives they're hardly dressed they don't dress in uniforms they just walk around and starting people they arrest people randomly, toss them in jail, tear gas them, and when they die in detention, what do they do? They spray acid on them and uh, it's all covered up. Now, how can this monstrosity exist in a same country? How can this eyesore, how can these mongrels, how could they be allowed to run around and just basically slaughter Nigerians? This is state-sponsored terrorism. How is it How is this possible? But then again, it is the zoo for you. It is Nigeria and anything goes. So, you shouldn't be surprised. Uh, the quote for today. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. See you next time.